Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Star Rangers. <laughs> it's like Star Raiders, it, but it, more better. And they call the bad guys Raiders, which I think is hilarious. I think that was intentional. <laughs> totally intentional. Also, your co-host, Hunter. What's up, everybody? You know, Brian, every time you do that new intro that we have with the the LucasArts kind of sound effect thing, I feel like I'm getting ready to play an old Star Wars game. I know, I know. Every, well, it was Jim's idea. This has been the intro since the very first podcast. But when I, It's kind of like when I bite into a York peppermint patty, <laughs> I, get I get a warm <laughs> ka-chink. I feel like oppressing some rebels. That's a- <laughs> I know, it's, like, it's like Peppermint Inception. <laughs> wow. Yes. Um, welcome, everyone. We do not have a guest this week. Uh, every now and again, we like to take a break from guests uh, to talk about a specific topic or a game. And when we had F.J. Lennon on the podcast a few uh, weeks ago, which if you haven't listened to, uh, talking about the 1994 masterpiece and yes, I called it a masterpiece, Star Crusader. This game came out in conversation. The game we're going to talk about tonight, uh, Star Rangers by Interactive Magic. And both Is that two- Lennon spelled like the hippie or the commie? L-E-N-N-O-N, so the, the hippie. Okay. Um, All right. But when Star Rangers came up, I don't remember why it came up, but when it came up, both Jim and I were like, yeah, that game! We love that game! That game is great! So I was like, why not make a show out of it? Because we've done that before with some games. And uh, we like to talk about games old and new. So uh, tonight, if if you guys weren't alive in the 90s, uh, or if you don't really remember the 90s, because, God, this was 22 years ago now, right? 1995. Oh, my God, 22 years Dude, ago. The only thing that would make oh. this game better is if the theme song for the game sang the game's name, right? <laughs> like uh, Star Rangers, Star Rangers. Exactly. Star Rangers. Um, yeah, do you remember, um, oh, what the hell was that? It was Rainbird made it. Star Glider. That was actually the intro for Star Glider. What? It was just Star Glider by Rainbird. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. That's great. Yeah, it, it sounded like a, I don't know, like Journey. They hired Journey to do like one guitar riff or something. I don't, I don't know. See, it, was, some, it was really cool that it was for back for in the day. For some reason, I, when I hear that sort of thing, I imagine the Rousedower song from... Uh, from Mystery Science Theater 3. Rouse Dower, Rouse Dower, Roddy, Roddy, Rouse Dower. And well, also, Rouse Dower saved us. Oh, yeah, saved yeah, the end. <laughs> oh, I can't remember the name of that movie. Final Sacrifice. Folks, if you haven't That's seen right. if you haven't seen the Mystery Science Theater episode, Final Sacrifice, starring the fantastic Canadian I wonder if they have beer on the sun. <laughs> Knew him. He was delicious. Yes, that movie... Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, so, anyway, you're, you're so, set up. Hold on, you're set up for audio there, right? Drink on me, Jack. Like you can. Like you can... <laughs> wait, wait, what the fuck? That's one of Nicole's favorite episodes, and she just blurted out a line: "Have a drink on me, tattoo." <laughs> that when he poured the beer. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's such a great one. Yeah, that might be one of my favorites of the whole thing. My face anyway, is warm, the, but my shoulders are freezing. In the, in, what show are you talking about? This I'm is, sorry. This is, this, <laughs> sorry, we tangent. 
This is the episode of Mystery Science Theater called The Final Sacrifice. Oh, okay. It's a Canadian horror movie. Uh, the, one of the main characters, his name is Zap Rousdower. And, uh, um, Zap Actionsdower. <laughs> oh my god. Rousdauer. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, <laughs> if you look at the avatar icon here in Discord for me. Oh yes. You yes. click on that. Yes. You click on that. That is that is a picture of Rousdower. Rousdower. Really? <laughs> yes, that's him. Rousdower. Ridiculous. Uh, what were you going to say? You know, so in in honor speaking speaking <laughs> terrible. God, what movies, a tangent! What a tangent! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, folks. Sorry, Jim. Um, Go ahead. In in honor in honor of the recently departed Richard Hash oh, Hatch. Yeah. Um, we should watch Prisoner of the Lost Universe, which I happen to have on what Netflix. Is, what is that right now? What is that? The worst movie that the man has ever been in the terrible. room with, let alone starred in. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's it's one of the defining so good it's bad movies. Like if you looked up so good it's bad on Wikipedia, they probably have the 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 VHS cover. Oh from, I was gonna say the DVD cover, but this curse never made it to DVD. Um, oh God, so bad. It's it's like a Doctor Who kind of thing, except they end up jump back into time and fantasy world kind of thing. So it actually yeah. back in time. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It's okay. So it, it's a movie that is, it, it's kind of like Kung Fury except serious movie. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't done intentionally to be, oh, yeah, no. but it's, it's a Kung Fury level of like, what did I just watch? So yeah, yeah folks, totally. if you're listening to this in the future, uh, we just found out today, this is February 7th, 2017, that Richard Hatch of uh, both Battlestar Galacticas, uh, not 1980. No, let's forget 1980. But both the the original show and the reboot passed away today at uh, 71. I believe. Yeah, Paramount had him killed actually for violating the Star Trek IP. Uh, uh, oh Jesus! Come on. Oh, I actually got to meet him a few times at at he was at like every fucking convention I ever went to. Did, and, did you try to pick your grandma up? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no, I told you that Jimmy Dewan story, so I'm sure that's what you're referring to. Um, yes. Yes, but uh, no, he he was something of a ladies' man though. Him and Ron Glass, I will tell you what they they were they were always cruising those gentlemen. So uh, so pour out one for both of them. We just lost both of them recently, actually. Ron Glass just a few months ago. But Dirk Benedict's still going strong. Oh. So. <laughs> Can't say a Vagoda anymore. Anyway, we're supposed to be talking about a game tonight. Um, Folks, yes. Yeah, so in the in the stream chat, I put the Starglider song. If you want to oh, whack oh, play on oh, that, hang and on. enjoy it. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Wow, my ears are bleeding. Wow! Oh my yeah, god! That's loud. so like Megaforce. That's, that's the intro. Yeah, Megaforce. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so. Like, yeah, man. So, like so that. you, you boot the game up, and after after like ten minutes of grinding the floppy, that happens. And it's <laughs> just like wow. Star Glider. It's so nineteen eighty two. Yeah, and it and it so... ends because Rainbird made it, and then it's like bye, Rainbird. Oh no, <laughs> and, dude. This, so that whole synth thing that was going on there—that was so nineteen eighty four. It's just like it's, wow. So... I feel like I'm back in putt putt. 
playing uh playing it, it's Spy like Hunter. that's that song's playing and and it's just like there's there's like chicks in in uh uh aerobics outfits with like ankle warmers and it's big mall hair and yeah and a sweatband and exactly that yeah man it's and the, and they're like pop locking because that's how you dance back then so See, it's the aerobics oh championship bro oh god the, the 1984 crystal light aerobics championship oh god that was actually a thing that's, that's it, it, it very much was a thing. <laughs> with Richard Simmons. Oh God! Brought to you by Pepsi. Oh my God! Anyway, the choice of a new generation. So going back in time, <laughs> let's go back to 1995. Space Sims were kind of at their height. We should have a TARDIS noise like the. Whoosh, 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 oh shit! That's a good point. Time. But um, but uh. Some folks from Microprose left, like Bill Staley. No, what was his name? Staley? Staley? Wild Bill Staley. Steely. Who lives, Thank I could throw a rock and hit the right. man, actually. He's, and they made a new company. They made a new company called Interactive Magic, uh, which Magic. made actually a lot of crazy-ass games. They made, uh, remember their Civ clone called Destiny? Remember that one? The wackiest. No, it was not. It was crazy weird, and uh, I okay. I, I just remember bad games, right? They, so yeah, nothing okay, they, they made, made that was really battle tank thing. Oh, and I, it, it, all their game, all their that's sim up on games, Steam right now. All their all their Man. sim games started with I, so it was IF twenty two and IF eighteen, and they I, did an IF sixteen. And but that wasn't them, though. That wasn't them. Was... I, the 16 game that was digital integrations. They just oh, okay. pub- they just then... published that one. Okay, um, but they they're they're known for Warbirds. That's yeah, that's that, their thing. That was their thing. That's Which still is still their thing. kicking today. That's still their still, thing. They're still, still so they're kind of still around. Hi, Retro Neo Games on YouTube. They're kind of still around, but for the 90s, they were kind of a. Oh, it's Kevin Murphy. Oh, hi, Kevin. Uh, for the nineties, they were still, they, for the nineties, they were kind of a tour de force of, wow, they made that. And it's just on the cusp of greatness. Like they had two flight sims, IF-22 and IF-18, which were almost awesome. Almost like they had amazing dynamic campaigns and pretty good flight modeling. And then you had the ridiculous AI that would fly like the Thunderbirds behind you on every goddamn mission. Like, could you fly in yes. formation, please? Could you fly in formation? God damn it! No, you just gonna you just you just gonna do a fucking air show back there. Fine. They're just like follow that guy and stay at least five inches off his butt. We're good. At <laughs> yeah. least stay behind they, me somewhere. At least they, all all they would have had to do all they would have had to done was just like shift the X position of the formation by about two plane widths, and it would have been fine. But no, you're doing a conga line. So okay. By the, by the way, folks, uh, we are going to have, I think, in about a month, a flight sim specific show. We we every every now and then, Jim and I just wax and wane about flight sims. Well, we just finally said, screw it, we're going to do a whole show about flight sims. Mostly '90s flight sims because that's when they were at their best. Late '80s, '90s. Mostly waxing, a little bit of waning. Uh, and then the rivet counters were at everything, but. Back to Interactive Magic, their very first game and one of the last DOS games. I looked it up. One of the last DOS games made. 
the last one was like actually Imperium Galactica, which came out in 97. And that was still DOS. Like what? Um, but this is one of the last DOS games made called Star Rangers. Now, this is a Star Raiders clone. And if you haven't played Star Raiders, that's going to take you even further back. What was that, 1981? That one? Mm, yeah, about that. Yeah. Glorious, though. Absolutely glorious. Yeah, it was like... That Maybe was it an, was the inspiration for the last, last Starfighter. Probably was. Yeah, that game was in the... That game was on, like, every system. It was... I played it, it was, like, 2600, but it was, like, Yeah, it was 2600, Atari 800. Yeah, it uh, was on everything. Yeah. And so these guys made a Star Raiders clone. And if you don't know what that means, it basically means you have a single seat fighter and you have a map and there are enemies on the map and you have to jump around the map, taking care of all these enemies, one mission at a time uh, and defending uh, bases. Now, I don't remember if Star Raiders had freighters and enemy bases and that sort of no. thing. I don't think it did. I think it was just no, bases. All it, all it had, it was just sectors that yeah. you had to maintain control over. Exactly. And and there was star bases you could land at and rearm. And yeah. that was about it. And that's what this game has. But this game has a lot more. This game built upon that successful formula into a game that I think Jim and I agree. Hunter, did you play this one? Let, let's let me get that out there. Did you play this one ever? Uh, I I just just got my hands on it today. <laughs> it runs great in DOSBox, folks. By the way, uh, it does take a little bit of tweaking um, to get it perfect. Uh, but archive.org is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it it it, 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 uh, it 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 takes a little bit of tweaking to get the mouse to work properly and whatnot. Um, but after a bit of tweaking. It runs great. And so basically uh, the ba- the basis of this and Star Raiders is that you're a pilot. You have to defend a sector from waves of enemies that come in at certain times and places. And this game adds several wrinkles. This game adds enemy bases. This game adds freighters that you have to protect. Um, and it looks like just a simple shooter, but there's quite a bit going on here. You know, it's like it's it's much deeper than you might think at first blush. You might just look at it and go, oh, this is just a simple space shooter. Uh, uh, uh. It's it's got tactics involved where, oh, these guys are about to attack this freighter, but your base is being attacked. Which way do you go? You can't. Do yeah, both. It's, it's very much a game about time pressure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. map visibility because yeah. you have sensors that are scattered around on the map. And if the enemy uh, like encounters one of your sensors. So you, there'll be a green dot and then there's a radius of light around it. And that's where you can see, well, if the enemy runs into that thing, they kill it and then you don't see there anymore. So you have to prioritize, like I can defend my sensor net so that I can see the next wave. Cause it's, it's wave based stuff. Or, uh, I have to go deal with that freighter that's getting attacked, or they made it all the way back to my star base and they're trashing that, which is like instant lose. Um, and uh, one of the things about the game is it's very brutal about doing a head-on with the enemy. If if you and the enemy shoot at each other, you will kill each other because it takes about as much from them as it does for you to kill them, right? So your ship is not super strong or anything. Nope. and there's many times I limped that thing back to the hangar with like a wing missing and my <laughs> weapons didn't work and yeah, my 
my like radar was just static and uh, yeah, my ship was just trashed. Right. Because I fought, you know, I fought like three enemies and one of them got a head on pass on me or one of them. Uh, and they, they'll do like on the higher difficulty stuff, they'll do nasty stuff. Like one of them will lead you. And then when you start following him, his wingman will drop in and shoot your ass off. And, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's a little bit mean. Yeah, one of the and and the AI is is I I I can't really speak much of the AI. I played the most of the time I played this game was on lower difficulty. But the interesting thing about this game is it's got um, it it has one campaign with a fixed set of missions, but you can change the difficulty every time you start a new campaign. There's a slider, and the higher the difficulty, the harder the enemies will be, and the more of them there'll be, and they'll be much more cunning. I've noticed I played a couple rounds on a hard on like almost the highest difficulty today. And holy crap, I was getting creamed because they, they will do exactly what you said. Like one will like, Oh, I want to shoot that one. But the other two are kicking my ass in the back. Shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a brutal game. And the thing is you have bases. I do love this. You have bases that not only do you have to protect, but you can dock there and get repaired and stuff. But at the same time, shit's still happening on the map. <laughs> so you can't like, you can't like jump into the pit crew every time you like lose a missile. You know what I mean? You got to like, you got to drain your resources first and then like time it just right. So yeah, and again, if your wingman gets smoked, he doesn't come back. No, no, it's just you. It's just you. You don't get a replacement. So you have to keep, you have to keep an eye on him too. And uh, it's it's easy to lose sight of what your wingman's doing because you get so target focused. But um, yeah, there's a lot that can go wrong in this game, a lot. And and the missions are are, are nicely varied. I, I think I got six missions into the campaign, maybe seven. And sometimes you have to take out a carrier. Sometimes you have to take out a base. Sometimes you have to protect some freighters. You know. It's it's surprisingly deep. And if I recall correctly, it didn't get a lot of love back in the day. Like the reviews are pretty middling. And uh, I don't th- I don't think it got a lot of attention back in the day. I mean, granted, there was a ton of shit coming out in 1995. And people were probably still playing all the crap from 1994. <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah. And that's the thing, right? So. That game came out, Battle for Jacob's Star came out, like, almost the same day. Um, God, there was a ton of space games. And and we had just had TIE Fighter, right? Like, moments before TIE Fighter dropped on us, right? So it, it was just like, I don't think anybody had beaten the TIE Fighter campaign yet. And then this thing came out. So it, it was kind of like, wow, TIE Fighter, man. I got this, this story campaign you know, there, there's, it's awesome. It's Star Wars. I'm going to play that. And this kind of got backburnered. And it's only like 20 years later that I come back and visit this thing. And I'm just like, this game is hella cool. I wish that, listen to me, indie devs, put your ear to the screen. Listen, make this game. Just do a reboot of Please. this game. That's all I want. And you don't, you don't, it's not hard, right? Because, Okay, so here's how the maps work. They they give a scenario of in this mission you're defending the base. In the next mission you're defending three bases. In the next mission you're trying to stop enemy capital ships from crossing the map. 
which are brutal, by the way. That's like in Wing Commander trying to shoot down capital ships with your guns, and and you have to kill like waves of them. It's a bitch. Um, and then they turn the tables in the next mission, and you have your own capital ships that you have to defend. And they cross. They and it's it's so simple, right? Like your capital ships have to exit the top of the map. They start at the bottom of the map, and they just go in a straight line. And you have to just escort them. And some of them have escorts with them, but they die pretty quick. Um, but it, it's it's a time pressure thing where you have this sensor web so you can see somewhat, right? And some maps, uh, it's a better sensor net than others. So, you know, and but you have to prioritize, like, do I want to defend that so I can continue to see where the enemy is coming from? Do I want to, like, ignore the guys that are about to tear up my sensors and go deal with these other guys or, or what, right? And you have to, and like, oh, I'm out of missiles now. Do I go back and reload where my ship is damaged and it's wobbling around when I'm trying to fly, but I could still kind of fight this next wave of guys or do I go dock real quick while I got some breathing room? So you have to make those decisions, right? So um, the pacing has to be right, but everything about it other than like, here's the theme, like I'm going to, I'm going to put X number of bases, X number of enemies, randomly place them, randomly place some sensor net, go. So damn near the whole thing is procedurally generated. It's just that each of the, how many levels are there? Like 13? 17. Or so, 17. So there's 17 different scripts for setting the map up. And then it's just the the normal main loop uh, that's always the same. So it's not hard, you know? And, but the thing is that, as you continue to iterate through these, it gets harder and harder, right? So it's an arcade thing, right? You're not going to win. You're going to die eventually. But how, how far can you get? And and it's not like, you know, not like an arcade game, like, I don't know, Star Castle, where it's always like there's a guy in the middle of the screen you have to kill over and over and over, and it gets harder. Well, here it varies things, right? Um, is it always the same order of missions, or is it 17 and it just whips them out at random? I haven't it's, figured it's that out. It's the same yet. order because I played two of them, and it's the same as the it's. So it's the same like seventeen basic scenarios. Like the first mm-hmm. mission's just a patrol. The second mission, you got to protect some freighters. The third mission, oh, uh, we have an ambush incoming. You know, so it's kind of the same, but yeah, the it, the difficulty can randomize, um, not only how many yeah. ships there are and whatnot. But um, so it's it's kind of it's very similar to like Wing Commander's formula, right? Because Wing Commander was leave your base, encounter a couple of ships, kill them, and then jump to the next engagement. Right. But encounter those, those a handful set, of ships, those kill were, them. Those were set waypoints in a right. fairly linear. Yeah, it was set waypoints, set encounters. S- you, yeah, you know. exactly. But here you get to pick where you jump out mm-hmm. in the map. And, and also, you have to fly the hyperspace tunnel. And if which you don't is do it easy. right, and if you and don't if, do it right, yeah, and if you don't do it right, you will come out nowhere near where you wanted. You'll just pop out. Right, like, and it, and even if you do make it, the crappier you flew it, the further you come out from the enemy. So you still have to race to get over to them, and you know, so you can't perfectly predict your position where you're going to come out. There's a little bit of deviation, but if you really, if you really nail it, you'll come out right where you wanted to. Um, and that's one of the things about the game that I that I learned right is if you jump out because okay okay the enemy's coming toward my base so I'm gonna jump just in front of them 
right? Because I want to block them from getting to my base. Oh, wrong answer. Because you come out and their gun's blazing on you and you're dead, all right? As soon as they see you and, and you get a head-on pass and, and the, the best result is that you lose half your ship and you kill them. So then you got to go back and dock and you're screwed. But, but if you jump in behind them, then you get a clean shot at the back of them, at least the first volley. You'll take one guy out, and then his wingman will, will separate and loop around and get you. Um, but that gives you an opportunity to like put your wingman on one of his wingmen. So you get two kills out of it, and hopefully there's like three guys, and then you can deal with it. Um, the enemy ships do not take a lot of punishment to kill. Like, I don't know, like a three to five second burst from your lasers and they're dead. But you're about as weak as they are. And you have to fight a hundred of them and there's one of you. So it's sort of an attrition thing too, right? Like how much can I let my ship get torn up before I have to waste time to go back? And what do you get? Like three lives, I think, to do a map. Oh, I know. At least on the easy difficulties. Yeah, you can die a couple of times. So Yeah, I um I was for the Let's Play I played in the the one notch up from the lowest difficulty level. So I never actually died. I did run out of energy once. Um, oh, you ran out of fuel. Yeah. That, that was, so how does that work? Uh, basically just, as soon as you're, the funny thing is I ran out of fuel, like just outside of a star base, but I was not close enough to dock. So it's like running out of gas right before you get to a guest. Well, they send a tow truck out for they you. Do. And you lose time. They do. Exactly. You lose. Okay. This, then there's this funny cutscene where like this this like triple A ship comes up. Triple <laughs> oh, A triple A rolls up and launches a little couple of little rocket things that pulls you up into its ship and the next thing you know you're flying out of the base with a full load again. Um I don't know if you get It would prepared. be funny if they shot jumper cables out and just <laughs> shocked the ship. I would love it if a guy came out and looked like, Hey, so what's going on? <laughs> you know? What seems to be the problem? <laughs> Kicks it a little bit. Oh, looks like you're out of energy. His name is Earl. <laughs> oh my looks god! Looks like you're low on radiator fluid. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, we were talking about other games that came out in 1995. Check some of this out: Descent, Fury, never heard Three, of it. Fury Three, uh, Wing Commander Four. <laughs> Uh, Whoa, oh, Wing Commander 4 came out that year? Yeah! <laughs> Damn, I didn't realize Wing Commander 4 was was that. I know, Man, right? Wing Commanders, they, they must have densely were... dropped them games on top of each other. Yeah. I didn't realize the iteration was that quick on those things. And then, hell, Strike Commander. When did Strike Commander come oh, out? Oh, God. That was between... Um, that. W- yeah, that was like right before Wing Commander 3. I think so, that was not. I think that was between. Was that ninety four? Was that ninety four? Was that between like Privateer? Yeah, it was after Privateer, and but see, that's the wild thing, right? Like if you look at Privateer, and then you look at Wing Commander three, the jump in in engine that happened between those two things insane is ridiculous. Yeah, and the, and from then on, then we had like full on three D games at that point. Well. I, I'll say, you know, X-Wing was the first that did full 3D ships, and then TIE Fighter made it a little better. But then, man, when they dropped Wing Commander 3, it was just like, all right, everything's SVGA now. You know, 640 by 480 for real. And uh, 
actually, you know, high spec machines. Actually, I could be wrong. Uh, Wikipedia is saying Wing Commander Four came out in 1996, and uh, Kevin also said the same thing, so I have to fix that. Okay, um, but still, the the next year. Oh, oh right? yeah. Well, basically, so you get bookended. You get bookended yeah. between Tie Fighter and Wing Commander Four. How yeah, lucky! You exactly. Are, right? No, in 1994, you had Wing Commander Three, Wing Commander Armada, and Super Wing Commander. That was all 1994. And then 96, you have Wing Commander 4 and Privateer 2. So, crazy. So, yeah, Star Rangers came out in that one year where there was no Wing Commander game. <laughs> According to Wikipedia. Craziness. Yeah. Crazy. And it, but see, they didn't blow any budget on full motion video much of a story at all, right? There's like a little spoken mission briefing by a talking head with a flapping mouth, right? But we don't even need that. I skip that crap. It's just like, what am I doing? Okay. Oh God, that, that only right. happens in the very beginning. That only happens oh, really? in the very beginning. Every mission after that is just text. You get a debriefing oh, and then the next mission is just text. You didn't even get a guy. You know, I, I wish that they had even more gone for the arcade feel in it. Like, just go for broke, man. Just make it like a quarter eater, and that would have been cool. Like, put up, put put your score like top center of the screen, and you know, <laughs> just get absurd. I I do think the sound effects are really weak sauce in this thing, though. It's like the the oh, um, God. hitting hitting the enemy sounds like dice in a cup. Yeah, it's yeah, bad, folks. If if you should watch the videos on the YouTube channel, I I don't know if I can pull the sound up right now. Um. But yeah, basically, when, it's it's not every ship, but when you hit certain ships, their shields sound like it's a it's it's you're playing Yahtzee. Basically, you have dice in a cup, and they're rattling around. I don't understand why they used such. I have no idea. Like it could have been it could have been any noise, but that, but that just sounds stupid. <laughs> There's no pleasant way to say it. It just sounds stupid. Um. But that's okay. I can look past that. I wonder if it's possible, if it's just wave files or something, I could go in there and just swap that out for something a little more glorious. Let me see. Let me. I'm going to take a look. You know what else What else had a dumb sound, but it was better than this, was Privateer. Like, whenever you hit the enemy, it was like, bonk, 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 bonk. And it's like, really? But that's better than dice in a cup, I guess. Oh, yeah. It doesn't look like there was a sound... Um... Uh. Does I don't see any kind of. All right, that's it. Indie devs, you got to remake this, if only to fix the sound. So there you go. Do it. But, I expect this on my desk by Tuesday, because it yeah. would really take the weekend to make this game. I think. It, given Unity, give you a weekend. You'll have it. You're good. And you want money? Like throw that up on Steam. It's good. <laughs> Five bucks. Make some dough. Yeah, there's already some Unless, of magic games on Steam. Yeah, no, I, no, I don't. I don't mean. I, I'm just. I'm saying, like, if you did a reboot of this game today in Unity, spend spend like I don't know two weeks knocking it out, right, and then throw it up there on Steam. You would make some bank, All right? At the five dollar tier, oh yeah. Speaking of, did you see that that new game? It just came out last night. It's uh, uh what was that? Oh, are you trying to find that nasty noise? Yeah, hang on. I think I can. I think I got it. Hang okay. On. Just wait to hear the sound of the shields. 
That's my favorite thing in this game. That's for my video. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yep. What yep. is that noise? It's dice in the cup. I don't man. know. I, I don't know. It's a rattlesnake. I don't know. Nasty. I don't understand it at all. I I don't. I don't understand. I want to go it. back in time and fire that guy. Well, for that. I, Dead Lonix, No, I am not kidding. That is from. That's not only from the uh, the cutscene in the beginning of the game, but the actual game sounds like that as well. It is one of the funniest things. I think in all of space gaming, I've been trying to get the guy. I've been trying to contact. I contacted one of the guys who worked on this, and hopefully, yeah. So, can- so Mike Chen, who is the producer or the designer on yeah. this thing, went on to work at Blizzard and was involved in Diablo three. It was the last project I think that I saw, but he's got a lot of World of Warcraft stuff and whatever. The problem is, there's like Mike Chen is like the the Chinese version of Joe Smith. So it's like I Google for Mike Chen and it's like, here's a billion Mike Chen's find the right one. No, I did get in touch with one. Even even knowing where he works, I couldn't get him. I did get in touch with one of the executive producers and he said he's interested. I just haven't solidified it yet. So we will probably have another show on this game uh, at some point. You need to be, need to be a closer, man. Always be closing. Just be like, dude, what's your number? We're calling you tonight. It's happening. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like we won't get a lot of guests if we if we if we uh strong arm people like that. They won't appreciate it. Um but yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like Interactive Magic clearly had money. They made a full f- game engine on their own. It's not like they could use Unity, you know, back then. Um so they clearly made an engine and they made it randomized and blah blah blah. Did they run out of money for the sound? You know, is that why they fucking used a Yahtzee cup for the, sorry, I, the freaking yeah, used a Yahtzee I, cup? Mm, I, I can't even, I, I don't, yeah, I, I got nothing. I can't think of a reason that that would happen other than we got to ship this shit tomorrow. <laughs> like we don't have any sounds quick makes, I could, dude, I could like beatbox better sounds than what they've got here. Like, just give me a microphone. Just running around playing in the yard going pew, pew, pew. That's a better fucking Dude, that would be That would be actually hilarious if somebody did a reboot of this and then they actually went pew, pew, pew whenever you shot. Just do all all the sounds just with your voice. And that would, oh, God, that would be so great. Yeah. Now I need a a sound pack for MechWarrior Online. That's just somebody going pew, pew, pew. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um, but, um, yeah, it's so, yeah, this game did not get a lot of love back in the day, which is really a shame because I feel like this, this kind of set the tone for what interactive magic would do, uh, would do after because none of their games were really great. Like they never achieved greatness. Really? I'm looking at the other games they did. Hang on. They did a lot. They did a lot of games. But um yeah, they did, they did a lot of games back in the 90s. And they also had that that interactive network, i entertainment or whatever. Yeah. But they also published all the games too. 
Yeah, because remember they published uh, Apache and Hind. Remember that? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They so they 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 were like a publisher, but um. But every now and then they made the mistake. They made the mistake of making their own game, and it's really a shame because like their flight sims were, like we said, pretty good, and this game, pretty good. But it's just, I don't know, like. I think given the competition at the time, yeah. you could not afford a mistake like having any kind of lame in like your being game. Anyway in me- in being anyway mediocre. Yeah, like you could not right. be in any way mediocre because the stakes were too high. The stakes yeah, but the, were way but the too thing high. is, like, I like this game now. And I, all I want is like a rebooted version of it. Seriously. Like, this started out, I was looking at Star Raiders, and there was somebody like 2010. They were working on a reboot of Star Raiders. It was like their college project, and it looked good. And I was, and I keep looking, like, when's that going to come out? You know, it's like, it's been five, six, seven years now. And I looked, and it was just like, oh yeah, abandoned, whatever. And it's like, damn it, when are we going to get a Star Raiders reboot? And then I was like, oh wait, Star Rangers. Let's look that up. And then I started playing this, and it was like, oh god, this is still awesome. Yeah, it is a fun game. I just some sometimes you just don't respect something that's moderately okay in the face of strong competition. But then years down the road when the well is dry, <laughs> you, know, you go back to that thing and realize what you missed. Oh yeah, like um like Star Crusader again. Like I when I played that back in the day, I was like, meh. You know? But I've come to really love it. And and now, folks, we're talking about Star Raiders. Uh, do not play the Star Raiders game that came out in 2010. That is on Steam. It is horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Do you, have you played that one, Jim? Which one was it? Star Raiders. There was like a, there was an actual Star Raider. Oh yeah, game. I own that. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's so so bad. Like. Oh my god, it's so bad. So don't play that one, folks. It's really a shame that this isn't on GOG. Yeah, the, the um, controls on the... Because somebody in the chat's at Dead Linux is asking, like, why is it so bad? Um, the controls are very bad. Oh, like, they're terrible. Try to play with a mouse and keyboard, and you'll just... It's worse with a gamepad. Shoot yourself. It's worse with and the, the gamepad. Yeah, the gamepad's bad, too. So the, the big problem is it requires precision shooting when you're in ship form, it's kind of, it's kind of Robotech, right? Like you, you can be a, in a fighter or you hit a button and then you turn into like Garewalk mode, right? Strike so you're like half zero. fighter, oh half turret. It strikes and, zero yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then if you hit another button, then you turn into a full on turret where you cannot move and you can shoot really fast. So I just use the, the ship mode to get somewhere and then I pop into a turret and kill things because when you try to shoot stuff as a, as a fighter, it's the worst. you can't hit anything. No. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Uh, it, it, you know, with just a tiny bit of auto aim, it would have been salvaged even if they didn't fix the controls beyond that. Um, but yes, you know, speak, speaking of strike suit zero, like if you get the itch to play that game, just play strike suit zero. Cause it's a yeah. better version of the same thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting that this came out in the mid nineties when there was so, there was so much else to play. And because 
it wasn't awesome. Like I think the same thing happened to Renegade. It also was not awesome. And and so few people remember those games now. You know? It it's it's kind of a shame. Because they're not there were legit- You know the game that I the Sorry. game I wish worked um that I could find a working copy of just because I've never played it is Sinistar. They did a reboot of Sinistar. What? That, that was back when they were doing like reboots of stuff and you know Star Raiders happened and then they did Sinistar, which was an awesome arcade game. And then they made like a 3D spaceship game out of it. And it was still the same premise, right? They're they're making let, let me look it up. I'll I'll find out who did this thing. I was I was um, going to say um Pretty sure it was Atari. Was it like during the time of the Atari reboots, like they did a new Frogger and a new Missile Command, and was it was it like in that late '90s period of of uh? It was called uh, Sinistar Unleashed. I never played that one. It was either. from 1999. Yep, that's yeah. that's that era, that that era where Atari was, was like people want to people it, still want to play these games. It was not good. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, know. it was not good. No. Oh, but yeah, it was basically it was basically like run around and mine asteroids and oh. stop the enemy from mining asteroids and you and you make cinnabombs, which are like uh, tracking weapons that will track the enemy giant head, which is Cinnastar that they're building. It's basically a Death Star that looks like a lion head, and uh, unfortunately in this game it doesn't look like that. It looks like a big worm thing or something. It's not good. Um, so it's almost like the world destroyer from Star Trek original series or something. Oh, the, the, the they should have kept it as a stylized giant chrome. I mean, it's like Unicron, right? From the transformers, except it didn't have Leonard Nimoy's voice. Um, but <laughs> Sinistar in the arcade was awesome though, man. Cause it's like when they got enough parts to build that thing, it was like, beware I live. And you knew you were screwed at that point. Cause it's coming. And, uh, yeah, and it would come on the screen, and it had sort of a tractor beam. It would suck you into its mouth and just chomp your ship, and you were dead. Um, so you would hope that you had enough crystals to throw bombs at it when it showed up. And if you could wound it enough, you could at least get it to run and then run around frantically and mine more crystals so that when it came back, you know. But the but the enemies would start repairing it right away, too. God, it was a hard-ass game. Um, and it was unique in arcade games that I think it had a 64 position joystick, which is a, a weird thing. Yeah. It, the joystick, it was like analog, right? Instead of an eight way. And it would read like 64 distinctly different positions around the stick or something. I'd have to Google it to find out how and why, but yeah. So it was not a game that, you know, you just rotated like asteroids. It was, you push the stick and your ship would snap to that heading. But and it was fast too. It was like playing asteroids on crack. You know what? I'm gonna have to play this. It's got spaceships. I I I'm shocked that I need to I need to find this somehow. What the the original arcade game you mean? No, or the this new thing? one. The new one. Uh, play yeah. the arcade game. Well, probably but that do, too. Do that first. Probably do that it too. first, and then you know what the standard is, and then you see how they failed. Um, but it's a Okay-ish, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, I remember it's, that. It's the, the fact original. that I just yeah. can't play it that makes me want to play it. 
that's all. If I could play it, I would be like, oh, I, I don't want to play that. I do remember. Now that I'm seeing screenshots, I do remember screenshots. For, I do remember playing I, I want Sinistar. a t-shirt with the Sinistar head on it. That would be great. I'll have to hunt and see if somebody's made that. I am Sinistar. Beware, Damn straight. Run, run, run. Beware, coward. Run, coward. I hunger. Yeah, so that beware <laughs> I live wow. used to be my Windows startup sound back in like Windows 98 or something. Because oh. you did a lot of rebooting back in 98. Oh, God, yeah. I do have to. I do have to find a copy of this now because I don't think I've ever even. I'm, I think I might have seen it in the store and got meh, you know, and just didn't even bother with it. <laughs> Man, remember the days where you'd go into a store and find a box copy of something like Star Rangers? Oh god! Oh, yeah. oh god! There was an Atari Twenty Six Hundred Cinestar prototype that was unreleased. Oh. Yeah, it's up on archive. Oh. Crazy! Oh, they got the arcade manual for Sinistar. Yeah, I gotta manual? look at that because that'll that'll explain. Yeah, for the arcade game, there was a manual. <laughs> All arcade games had manuals. Yeah, it was like oh. the circuitry. Like, here's how to repair oh, your shit. Oh, oh, that kind of manual. Uh... Yeah, it's like here's how to how to fix the flyback transformer on your broke ass monitor. You know, that's a real problem now. By the way, is all those arcade monitors are starting to bite the dust they've they've reached their atomic half-life and they're dead and uh so there's like a giant scarcity of arcade monitors out there but they have kits right where you can like hook of uh like lcd up or something if you're not a purist which i wouldn't be but then again it's like well if it doesn't have a real crt tube in it then you might as well build a main cabinet right But yeah, I kind of see. That's the thing. So my my wife comes in the door today, and she's like, "What are you doing tomorrow?" I'm like, "I don't know. Come home, play video games. You know, same as every night." And uh, she's (laughs) like, "Well, why don't we? What exactly?" So she's like, "Well, we need to go to this like boxcar barcade thing that's downtown because her her boss was telling her about it, and I've been in there, and uh, apparently they have a lot more games now. They had I don't know twenty whenever I was in there before, but the place was like too brightly lit. It didn't have the, the feel of an arcade, right? It was, it was like you were instead of being like in, in a dark corner of the mall, right? Where the lights were kept a little bit dim and you could actually see the screen and stuff. They had these things like in front of a big plate glass window facing toward the window so the glare was ridiculous and you couldn't see nothing on the screens and uh and it's just like these guys don't know how to run an arcade this is redonkulous but it, what wrecked me is whenever we went to the luna city arcade up in virginia a couple of times and that guy man he uh it was peter hirschberg that ran it um and it, he had it was basically a two-story barn that was next to his house you know, like full-size barn, packed full of games. I don't know. He had maybe 70 coin ops in there. And uh, it was not the games. I, like, I got all the games. Uh, it's like I got a hard drive sitting here that's got, you know, every arcade game on it. I, I don't need to go anywhere to play these games. But what I do need is to go somewhere where 
they have like like the black light reactive carpet on the floor with planets, you know, and there there's like, I don't know, like a Chuck E. Cheese sign hanging on the wall and, and posters from the eighties. And there's like journey blasting out of the stereo at 11 and, oh, you know, and that's, that's what childhood. this place was. That's my childhood. Yeah, exactly. Oh Dude. I, I walked in there. I, I do not like get misty eyed emotional very easily. Right. Like, if my dog died, I might, but it was like, I walked in there and I was just hit by this wave of like, Oh yeah, this is what it was, you know? And it, and it just like, yeah, I just, you know, had a little manly tear roll down my cheek and, and because it was just like, I stood in the middle of this and just kind of closed my eyes and just like smelled it. And it was, it was like, all those arcade machines that had been on all day. So there was that, that like hot MDF smell, you know, the plywood glue in there and like the noise of that. And it was like, it it wasn't like, Oh, we're in here and there's like 10 people. There was like a hundred people in there. Right. So it was, it was like the most packed mall arcade you'd ever been in. And it, it was just glorious. There was a lady from NPR, that was there, you know, interviewing him. I talked to her for a while. Um, and, and it was, it was just great, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the setting. It has not a lot to do with playing the games themselves because I can do that anywhere. Um, but, but that, that time machine of I'm standing in a room, just like a room that was 20 something years ago, 30 something years ago. And, has not existed since, right? Like nowhere can you find that. And this guy completely perfectly reproduced it. It was just like, I walked into the fricking TARDIS and, you know, it was like, wow, this is 1984 again. And, and that was actually his, his rule in there too, is it was 1983, 84 themed. So there was no games newer than that. Oh my God. And he, and he still packed the thing, you know, because that was like the height, of, of video games. Yeah. yeah. Right before the big so, crash. Yeah. Right yeah. It was right before that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's what it is. Um, but yeah, the nostalgia thing, you know, and, and I, I missed that time. And then Jones, Jones like, well, do you want to go down to this barcade? And I, I was in there and it just, it felt like, I don't know, like being at a Starbucks and or there's a Dave, bunch of or video a, like games. a Dave and Buster's. It just, you know, yeah. Like, uh, well, not no, not even Dave and Buster's. I mean, because Dave and Buster's, at least they decorate, they put some neon and stuff, right? Mm. And these guys, but it was just like I just felt like I was in Starbucks, except they had beer, you know. But it's just like these these games are set up all wrong, and it's it's just not respectful of my eyeballs when I'm trying to play anything, and I just I couldn't believe that I was I was standing there in front of Time Pilot and Robotron and had no desire to drop a quarter in them. Oh shit. At all. I was just like, eh, let's just have a beer and go. Yeah. It just wow. didn't do it. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I play a game like Star Rangers and I I I kind of am taken back to that that simpler time of the nineties. Where uh we've talked about this before, but God, the 90s was... I know, right? 
Jesus Christ. hanging out at Freddy Fazbear's. <laughs> but seriously though, I mean, so much shit came out in the nineties that people are still trying to emulate. Look at all the fucking Master of Orion clones. Excuse my language. Yeah. Sorry. Well, like, okay, look look at uh speaking of clones, XCOM. How uh, many XCOM clones did we get and nobody could nail it? Nope. You know? It's 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 really simple. Make the same game with better graphics. Right? Like take those graphics, upscale it to, you know, something higher than eight hundred by six hundred or whatever the hell it played in six forty by four eighty. Like just take it take it up to to twelve eighty. <laughs> you know, that would be fine. We could take it up to eleven. <laughs> Yeah, to you know, twelve eighty by nine sixty or or whatever, we're good, right? I'll play that. Um, that that's being said, um, in the XCOM reboot, the official that they did, they once again nailed it, but they didn't reproduce the same game. They somehow they took the ridiculous tedium of the like, oh, I have fifty two points, but if I if I want to save enough shots to fire on auto, I have to bean counter, you know, they, they took all that min max crap out and it's just like, okay, you can move once or twice. And if you move twice, you don't get to shoot. Great. I think every turn based game should take that. That's just do it. That's the way. All right. Um, but you know, I mean, it's like they redefined their own game and that's, it's good. Right. But in between, nobody could nail it. Despite like the the only other thing that ever came close was um, Xenonauts. Xenonauts is a damn good game, but it still kind of replicates a lot of the tedium that was in the original XCOM. That having played the new thing, I'm just like, ah, I don't know if I got time for that. So, but I respect it for what it is, and it's if you want to play something that's very close to the original, that's the only game to screw around with. There was all those like UFO whatever games, and they're all up on Steam. They all suck. They really? they've got a, a terrible case of like Eastern Europe. Yeah. Like those those games that were like cheap and made no sense and were just, you know, something was wrong with them, right? But then again, you like parking, so maybe the that's right up your alley. Cause, well, I mean <laughs> back in the two I don't know. back in the two in the mid aughts, like all the space games we got were from the Europeans, the Eastern Europeans and the Russians. Space, space Rangers? Um, yep. Well, except for maybe Sword of the Stars, uh, there were most of the space games like the Tomorrow War and 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 and, and Dark yeah, something. Uh, and, yeah, and the Dark Darken. Dark Light. Dark, or, no, it wasn't no, Dark Light. It was Dark, dark something. Oh, for mm. You know, I like you know, those. Though. You know the one on that particular about. game, yeah. Because the dude, I love the dialogue in that game. Oh god, dude, it's awful! It's just Come on, mind bending. It's like an episode of Lex. It's like I heard what he said, but I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. But it sounded awesome, right? It's it's just like taking a caveman and and let him listen to like Star Trek speak, and you know, it's just like those words made no sense to me. Because it's been, it's like it was in Russian, and then they translated it to Chinese, and then they translated it to English through Google Translate, and and that's what you got as voice actor. You know, they hand that to the voice actor, like here you go. <laughs> it's like, wow, dude, that dialogue is is worth 
the price of admission on those um, games because it's so bad. Uh, Davini, Davini, I don't know how to say your name. Uh, heard the Dark Light Conflict was pretty good. It's not. It's not. Don't ever play that one. Yeah, I think that I think that's the one. It was Dark Light Conflict and the No, no, there was another one that came out. It's on Gamers Gate. I'll have to find it. It's on Gamers Gate. Um but yeah, Dead Linux brought up Dark Star One. Remember that? Yeah, that's kinda icky. That's actually mm. on um it's actually on Steam on sale for like two bucks right now. Don't bother. Find a CD. The cop- only it's it's the only game that's of that type of game, the privateer type of game that ever came out on the Xbox. So there's that. Yeah, it was. But yeah, if, if you want if you want to play Dark Star One, go find. Um, a, oh yeah, Tar just, Chronicles. That's it. Oh god, that was the other one. No, Dark Horizon was the one I was thinking of. Dark Horizon. Yeah. Yeah, like like One C and Paradox in the in the aughts put out just. The shittiest space games for the most part. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, because there was nothing else. So we took what we got. <laughs> but in 1990, well, wait a minute. Oh, no. Dark, Dark Light Conflict was terrible, too. Yes. Dark Light Conflict was terrible. Yeah, that, yes. that was bad. So what, what was the other one? It wasn't Dark Light. It was Dark, Dark Horizon. Horizon. Did you say? Yes. Dark Horizon. Published by Paradox, and I believe two, yeah, remember when Paradox was a publisher? Uh, Back in 2005, I think. Uh, Yeah, it's it's terrible. Yeah. No, you know, I liked it. What? In some sick freaking way, I liked it. But like I'm saying, it's the, and Tar Chronicles is like the sequel to it. Right, and I, I like so. Tar Chronicles. I think yeah, so. it is. I, have yeah. you played Tar, Tar Chronicles? Oh yeah, of course I own them all. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, I do. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I played that on that. It's that dialogue, man. Remember that that streamathon I did where I played games I hated. I think Tar Chronicles and the Tomorrow mm-hmm. War were both on there because they're just, just, just not good. And then you have Precursors, which just came out on Steam, and is still broken. Still in Russian. Yeah, precursors. And, and um, you know, I have wanted that game since the first time I saw it because I was just like, that could be amazing. And yet not, I hear that it's not. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's like it takes you about four to five hours to run around a planet before you you can even fix your ship. And then you get in your ship and you're like, okay, this is all right. And then yeah, it's it's just not great. It's yeah, but it but it I don't know. It gives that promise. It's like a no man's sky kind of thing. It's just like you're gonna land on all these planets, and it's gonna be like Final Fantasy on each one of them. And it's like really, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. Yeah, it's it's not. It's it's the areas are not yeah. that big, and it's 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 not it's it. It's got good ideas, but it's not worth fifteen dollars. And it's it's and uh, I'm talking about pre- folks. If you if you're looking on Steam, and you see this game called Precursors. The game came out in nineteen like no two thousand nine. Uh, it's Russian, and while it has English subtitles, it doesn't have English subtitles for the cutscenes, which is hilarious because it's a very story driven game. So you'll be 
you'll be loading the game and you can't skip the cutscenes. You cannot skip them. So you'll be watching this cutscene entirely in Russian with no subtitles. I love it when they make it so you can't skip a cutscene. It's like, this is really important. We spent money making this thing. You're going to watch it, kid. I I bought it on Steam because I wanted to see if it was different from the game. Excuse me, the Gamers Gate version I have. And refunded. Oh, I refunded that in about 20 minutes. Yeah, don't even bother people. They didn't even bother adding subtitles. So this this new game that came out uh, on the... uh, uh, When did it come out? The 6th. Um, What's that? So that was like what? Like two days ago? Yesterday. No, yesterday. So it was yesterday. It's What's called that? Evolvation. Oh, it yeah. Just I've, came out. I've, I've uh, got did you get it? For, I've got a key for it. I haven't played it, though. It's multiplayer only arena, but, blah, blah, do, blah. Do I have a key for it? I don't know. I got it through key mail. out on me again. Mm. I got. Oh, really? No, Divinia. Okay. Divinia, whatever your name is, it's not. I can't say your name. What is it? Divinity. Divinum, Divinum Infernum. God damn it. Um, just get over yourself with your name. Uh, no, Precursors is not new. It's new to Steam, but it came out eight years ago. It's not new. We're just going to refer to him as Godburn. Because <laughs> I have the worst case of Godburn right now. See, here's what worries me about Evolution. Let me look at this. Well, the thing that worries me about it, it looks good, right? Uh, but it's multiplayer only, and I don't know if there's any depth to the multiplayer Guess how or many if it's pe- just like, here's an arena, uh, kill each other. Guess how many people are playing right now? One. Close. And he's very lonely. Close. You're close. You're real close. Give you one more guess. Two. Nope. Three. Oh. Three. Three. Three people. Uh, 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 uh. Which is how many <laughs> joints I spoke today. Brought to you by the letter uh, three and the number J. Friends, if you haven't seen that count video where they bleep out the word count, um, so it makes it sound like he's saying the F word, it is the funniest thing you might ever see. Yeah, it's unnecessarily censored count. Yes. It's, it's Oh, my God. It was so good. It's oh, got, thank you, Sesame Street. It's, it's got two positive reviews. Okay. Well, oh. that's overall positive. Well, no, they, three. They, they all did receive three. the product for free, which is nice oh, to check that. Yeah. Um, so what what needs to happen with this yeah. is they need to give like the first thousand away for free. They just need to be. I wonder if you could do that on Steam. Just be like first thousand people that click the button get it. Bang, and then you've got a population that are going to play it a little at least. And that way, when people look at Steam stats and they're like, oh, there's three people, oh, it's multiplayer only. And then you get a bad case of God Factory Wingman because I won't pay 20 bucks for that thing nope. because I know there's nobody playing it. Nope. You know? There's multiple games that are like that. And, uh, oh, God, what's that other game that was it was pretty cool, right? It was um, a space buildy thing, and there's nobody playing it. And and I bought a four pack, and I was like, "Hey guys, we're gonna." Oh, there's nobody playing this. And which I, game? Was and that? it was just like, "All right, well, I returned it." Um, dang, I can't think of the name of it. Ballistic, I think. No. Uh, okay. I just got my key for it, so I'm gonna give it a shot. But uh, 
I've not played Vega Conflict. I don't know if uh, have you have you played um, Privateer Gemini Gold? Oh, absolutely. Is yeah. So that's Vega Conflict. It's the same engine. It's oh. just Vega Conflict doesn't have the the like Wing Commander IP in it. It's its own thing, but it's a much more primitive version too. Unless they've done stuff to it that I don't know. God Burn's going to clue us in. <laughs> but, um... Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, I guess it does. Divinium Infern. Um, your name makes me... Uh, makes me angry. Um, I want to... I want to change my name to Staracha. <laughs> be like Hot Star. Spicy. Spicy Space. And that'd be that'd yeah. be spicy space at night <laughs> that'll be my spice girl name i'll be spicy space or spacey spice i don't know that, no wait no that would be melange would be spacey spice hmm. <laughs> God. i don't know what that is but we, it have, sounds we, we really uh this is what happens sometimes when we just try and talk about one game we never just talk about one game um, because the game has no story, right? It's just like, it's it awesome. You get really. on the map and you it, shoot shit. It, it doesn't really. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it is because it deserves more attention. I, I would love it if people either went to download it. I don't encourage, I don't try to encourage people downloading Abandonware, but yeah, go download this one. It's on old guy. It's in, on old in this case, games. you owe it to yourself. Yeah, and yeah you, owe it you to should. The game. You should. And because, also um, get get uh, Renegade Legion Battle for Jacob's Star while you're up there. If you can, archive. get the CD version because the CD soundtrack is amazing. Like, amazing. Uh, like, so, so... Yeah, you played a little sim- bit of it for us before, yeah, right? Yeah, so synthy. So synthy. <laughs> so Maybe good. you can like be like Keyboard Cat and play us out with that. Oh, hang on. I have, have to load DOSBox and shit to do all that again, but I can do that. Hang on. Because, <laughs> yeah, we were, I think we we're running out of Steam for this uh, particular topic. So, um, folks. Oh, boy. That's it. Steam is down. Oh, no is Steam, more games. Is Steam down? No. Tuesday. We're running out. Oh. <laughs> we're out of Steam. Hang on. I gotta hey, speaking of, speaking of out of Steam, uh, did you see they're making a new Bill and Ted movie? What? I saw that on IMDb. Yeah. They got Keanu signed up for a Bill, Bill and Ted unnamed project. I mean, why not, though? I mean, the really? guy, I mean, why not? You know what? Well, yeah. because it was a trilogy deal, right? And he's he's still under contract or something. I don't know. No, that's well, not. Well, I mean, like, I think. You can't get a movie I, done unless it's a trilogy. It's interesting that you, you bring this up, and I know we're a game show kind of thing, but. What's really interesting about Keanu is I recently saw a couple of interviews with him for uh, John Wick 2. And I think he just has a passion for just doing whatever the hell he wants to do. Like, it doesn't really matter what the project is. As long as he's having fun doing it, he's going right. to do it. And he can because he's the one. Well, sure. So you, know, can... you know, Matrix jokes aside, you're right. I mean, like, he didn't expect to have a John Wick two, but it the it was John Wick one wasn't even supposed to be like the hit classic that it became, and it's such a hit classic that they did a second one. Now you got to be careful with that though, because then you could like burn yourself into a corner, and then you're you're having problems. But I've heard I've heard the second one's even better than the first one, which I, I and he got to I, he got to do stuff with Lawrence Fishburne again, which you know which they're great. all buds. So yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. I already have my did, tickets. 
I can't wait. Speaking of speaking of Fishburn, did you see Passengers? No. No. Okay. Spoilers. Lawrence Fishburne. That's all you need to know. Okay. All right. So hang on, folks. Prepare for some mid-90s synth. Here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was the 14th year of the 31st millennium. Whatever, that's the that's that's what it gets. <laughs> you know, that's that's totally like a nightclub fight scene in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> I know it's it's like Miami Connection, the musical. <laughs> it really is. Oh, that that's a strong recommendation to the audience. If you haven't seen Miami Connection, do right yourself a favor. Right after you watch Prisoner of the Lost Universe, just just keep going because you're already half brain dead. So just go for the, go for Baroque and watch Miami connection. So, uh, f- <laughs> so folks, um, just to wrap up next, uh, week we record on Tuesdays and next Tuesday happens to be Valentine's day. Um, Hey Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Will you be my Valentine? Absolutely, man. Anytime, anywhere. Um, right on. Uh, especially if you have those, those uh, little candy hearts that say "Be mine" and all that stuff. I love those. Um, have you seen the insult ones? Those are really. Oh, funny. those are great. Those are yes, I have seen those. Those are wonderful. Uh, so, folks, we're going to do a little different, something a little different. Um, we're going to talk about the space. We're going to like talk about the space games we love. Um, but I also want to hear about the space games you love. So I'm going to start tomorrow uh, as I record this. And it's going to run until Valentine's Day. I'm going to start a contest where I want people to write in, and uh, this will be on the website. Uh, this all, all the information will be on the website. I want people to write in a love letter to their favorite space game. Keep it clean. No fanfic, you furry Yeah, freaks. yeah, yeah. Nothing dirty. <laughs> nothing. Thank you, Jim. Nothing dirty. Just like an actual freaks. Like 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 think of like a love letter that a Civil War soldier wrote to his his wife my, or my dearest ex wing. Yes, yes, yes. My I have thought about you many a day. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you did that because yes. I was going right there myself. Yes. yes. That's the kind of thing I'm kinda of going for. Yes. My dearest I Colonel have... Blair. Things things in the rebellion have been going splendidly. <laughs> <laughs> the ta- Excellent. The mood on the Tiger's Claw has been mad grim of late. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> the Empire's brought out the new tie defender against us. I do Gen- say it's- General Kenobi sends his regards. <laughs> <laughs> please, please be creative and do some shit like that. I want to see that. Oh yes. God! Oh my God! Oh my God! So uh, we should give them a Google Voice number so they can drop <laughs> us a, a <laughs> shitty voicemail. Or they can. It's going to be over. It's going to be email. They can just record an MP3 of themselves. And oh send yes. Yeah, I'll, I will. Do that's that. a good idea. That's a good idea. I like it. So, folks, starting tomorrow, Wednesday the eighth, until the fourteenth, I'm going to be running a contest where the best three 
letters. It could be written or auto, audio. We'll win a code to a game. I haven't decided what yet. I have a lot of codes just sitting around, so I'll give you something. Um, see, see, he's holding out on us again. He's I'm got not codes. holding out on you. If I've I get... got codes. <laughs> I've got codes. We're just in it for the codes, they're man. Mul- they're multiplying. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if you um, can write or say a love letter to your favorite space game, we will read them or, or play or them. Or sign it if you wanted to do video. We will, no, or, no, no, no. or if you want to do a video, we will read them or play them on the air next week as we also talk about our own. We will, at least I will make mine. I'm not going to force you guys to make one, Jim and Hunter, if you don't want one. I will encourage you to, but you don't have to. No, I, my, mine, mine will be presented orally. <laughs> Speaking of orally, so mine's going to be written to Olivia Munn. And, uh, oh, my be, God. Huh? I don't, what? It's not cheating oh. if it's in the. What? Never mind. Never mind. I wow. got over my head. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah, I'll send you the clip. She's a charming lady. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk after the show. So, anyway, folks, so that's what we're going to do for next week uh, for the podcast. Coming up on Thursday, by request for Multiplayer Madness, we are going to be playing the free to play uh, zom- zombie alien shooter thing, uh, Hounds Lost Hope. Um, oh my god, I love that game. Yeah, it, I shouldn't, but it's, it's so good. It's it's actually surprisingly for a free to play shooter. It's surprisingly good. So we're gonna play that. It's like a it's like a stinky good, right? It's it's just like you you kind of like rolling it and and you get sort of a stench on you, but it's surprisingly pleasant. Yeah, it's it's like know. the graphics aren't great and the music's kind of wacky and the voice acting is ridiculous, but the gameplay is solid. And piles of zombies, but not oh just zombies, God. alien zombies, alien because zombies. The, yeah, dude, the premise of the game is fantastic, right? So UFOs fly overhead and kill a bunch of people, but those people are infected with like alien spores and pop up as zombies and you've totally got some XCOM crap going on. Right. So it, it, because really, like if you're going to invade, you might as well like use the dead population to kill the rest of them. Right. That's a pretty solid plan, I think. Um, so you get to kill a lot of zombies, but it's like space weird zombies. So uh, like you go in one room and there's there's like weird sacks hanging from the ceiling and that's like zombie gestation. You know, they cocoon up or something. And I, I don't know, man, there's like a variety of weird things that used to be human, but now they're space zombies. There's yeah. no pirates, though. No, just space zombies. And uh, folks, I'm, I'm like I said, for Star Rangers, try and download a copy if you can and get it working on DOSBox. It is a solid game that I think deserves people playing it. And we are going to try and get some people who worked on it on the show at some point. I, I'm, I am, uh, send, I've been sending out uh, feelers. So, um, oh, AC Wraith, you want a Warframe night? We could do a Warframe night. I'll just add it to the calendar. We do take suggestions um, for our Thursday night palate cleanser, as I like to call it. So, um, friends, thank you so much for watching this week's uh, topical yet still very random show. <laughs> and if you haven't yet, please subscribe to either the YouTube channel or the podcast. We are almost at 5,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. That'd be great if we reach that. Plus, we did I tell you guys we got another uh, iTunes review? We got a second iTunes review? 
and it was very positive. We actually have enough reviews now that we're five stars on iTunes. So, five stars. Yeah, people like us. So thank you. But please subscribe to either the podcast or the YouTube channel or both. Um, that would be great. And don't forget, we have a Patreon. And we're not too far away from the goal of me getting a camera. So if you want to see my mug on future Let's Play videos, kick to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, Wait, what? yeah. I, that's why I'm making it optional. If people want that, they can pay for it. If not, it's not happening. So... <laughs> I don't know why anyone would want that, but whatever. So, uh, folks, thank you uh, so much for watching and for listening. And we'll see you next week with some uh, Valentine's Day funness. Have a good one, everyone. Good night. Super awesome. Let's have some music in here, Boiler. Sure thing. Yeah.